You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's episode, I'm going to catch up on some signings around Major League Baseball. They aren't blockbusters, but you know we're looking at mid-December fantasy baseball talk. Uh, I'm going to have some uh, great episodes coming up with Locked On MLB Prospects host Aram Layton, uh, but today we'll do some housekeeping and catch up. And so the first signing is Boston Red Sox outfielder Hunter Renfro. One year, $3.1 million deal. Uh, Renfro obviously had played for uh, Tampa Bay uh, in 2020, hit eight home runs in 42 games, uh, but he also had a 156 batting average. And now, even though batting average has never been a particular strength for Renfro, he did have a 141 batting average on balls in play, an almost hilariously low mark. That will get better because even for a player like Renfro, whose career batting average on balls in play is just 254, that's low anyway. It's just not as absurd as 141. That's not, that's not a thing that can last. So Renfro's a right-handed pull hitter, and at least theoretically, that should play well with the green monster at Fenway. Since he started his career at San Diego, Renfro has played a grand total of three games at Fenway Park. So it's a super small sample. But he is 4 for 11 with two doubles and two home runs. Again, this isn't statistically relevant, but if the working theory is that a dead pull hitter like Hunter Renfro could have some success at Fenway it's at least a reasonable theory. One year, $3.1 million contract is reasonable for a player who should be able to fill a corner outfield spot for the Red Sox. Now, he's not a fantastic outfielder, but his power does give Renfro a chance to be a viable part of the Boston lineup. The Atlanta Braves signed outfielder Abraham Almonte, one-year $990,000 deal. Almonte is a 31-year-old who's always been a part-time player, uh, he last had more than 200 plate appearances in a season in 2015. In 2020, had just 13 plate appearances for the San Diego Padres. Monte is a career 237 hitter with a 668 OPS, which doesn't do a whole lot for fantasy owners. He can run a little bit. He's 25 for 33 in his career in stolen base attempts. Uh, and that might be worth having him on your radar if he ever finds his way into regular playing time, maybe as an injury fill-in for a couple of weeks. But the most likely outcome is that Almonte will be a depth piece in the Atlanta outfield. The Milwaukee Brewers signed catcher Luke Maley, one-year, $579,000 deal. The 29-year-old backup catcher can't hit a lick, but he's tremendous defensively. For his career, he has hit 198 with a 556 OPS. However, he's really strong behind the plate. As a fantasy owner, though, uh, something will have gone horribly wrong for you if you're even weighing the possibility of adding Luke Maley. New York Mets signed pitcher Sam McWilliams on one-year $750,000 deal. McWilliams is 6'7", 25-year-old, uh, and he's had so, some success in the low minors. That hasn't quite translated as he moved up to AA and AAA. At those levels, uh, McWilliams had combined for a 4.50 ERA in 232 innings. That includes an 8.18 ERA in 44 innings at AAA. So it may be difficult to see him making the jump to the major leagues. But if he does probably in a bullpen role for the Mets. It seems highly unlikely that Williams has done enough to this point in his career to be seriously considered for a spot in the Mets rotation. 
San Diego Padres signed outfielder Brian O'Grady to a one-year $650,000 deal. Now, there's not a lot of track record for the 28-year-old who has had 53 Major League Plate appearances and hitting 213 with a 749 OPS. O'Grady busted out, though, uh, with 28 home runs at AAA in 2019. And in 649 career plate appearances at AAA, O'Grady's hit 36 home runs, stole 25 bases, hit 286 with a 913 OPS. Those numbers certainly warrant a look at the major league level, though in O'Grady's case, he may be looking at a depth role for San Diego to start with. But uh, he'll have to show that his 2019 offensive burst was at least somewhat legitimate. He's probably a fifth or sixth outfielder at this point. So coming up next, we have a few more interesting signings. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Now we continue with signings around Major League Baseball, and these are of the minor league variety, uh, although notables. So Colorado signed starting pitcher Derek Rodriguez. And although the left-hander had a really nice rookie season in 2018, he had a 2.81 ERA and 1.13 whip for the San Francisco Giants, Uh, Rodriguez has never really been able to miss enough bats, and that seems to have caught up with him uh, when his control isn't where it needs to be. Now, he's a ground ball pitcher, and there is a chance uh, that that might help him have success in Colorado, and that probably makes him worth an inexpensive look for the Rockies. If Rodriguez turns out to be their fifth, sixth, or even seventh starter, it would probably have to be considered a success. At the same time, I don't know that fantasy owners have to go rushing out to get Derek Rodriguez. He's usually the kind of guy you you start streaming uh, once he's put together uh, a couple of good starts in a row. It's just been a few years since we've seen it. Cincinnati Reds signed third baseman Chesler Cuthbert uh, to a minor league deal. Cuthbert's 28 years old, and he showed a little promise back in 2016 when he hit 274 with a pretty modest 731 OPS as a regular for the Kansas City Royals. In the four years since, Cuthbert's hit 232 with a 635 OPS. Uh, and that's really not enough to expect him to help the Reds uh, in a real significant way in 2021. But his major league experience and could very well see some action uh, if injuries hit one of the Reds' corner infielders. Uh, I just don't know uh, that fantasy owners are going to be terribly excited about uh, what Cuthbert offers, even if he does play. The Chicago Cubs signed outfielder Michael Hermosillo. Uh, the 25-year-old, has appeared in uh, games over the past three seasons for the Angels, but he hit just 188 with a 575 OPS and 341 plate appearances. Hermosillo can run a little bit, plays uh, okay in the field, and that's probably enough for him to be, say, fifth or sixth on the Cubs' depth chart, uh, but odds are against him producing enough to have fantasy relevance. Uh, The Boston Red Sox signed relief pitcher Kevin McCarthy. 28-year-old has pitched 169 games for the Royals over the past five seasons, although just five in 2020. Uh, And in that time, McCarthy has a 3.80 ERA, 1.40 whip, but, and this is the big one, he only has 5.6 strikeout per nine, which is an incredibly low strikeout rate given the way baseball is played now. I mean, almost all the guys who are coming out of the bullpens uh, are giving you 9, 10, 12, 14 strikeouts per nine innings. Kevin McCarthy is not that guy. Uh, when he arrived in the majors, McCarthy was throwing an average fastball over 93 miles per hour, according to Fangraphs. Uh, but that velocity has really dipped in recent seasons. It was down to 90 uh, miles per hour for his average fastball in his handful of appearances last season. 
So McCarthy may find his way into the majors. Certainly would be helped if he could add uh, a couple miles an hour back to his, uh, to his fastball. But uh, his odds of making the major leagues are probably more a reflection of uh, Boston's pitching staff uh, more than anything else. Seattle Mariners signed relief pitcher Drew Steckenrider. Uh, and, you know, there have been moments uh, in the 29-year-old Steckenrider's career where it looks like he's been the option for closing games. Uh, he has earned six saves with the Marlins uh, in his career, but he hasn't been able to sustain that. And he also hasn't really been able to live up to what he did in 2018 when he made his debut. He had a 2.34 ERA with 54 strikeouts and 34 and two-thirds innings. You know, those are the kinds of numbers that make you think, yeah, he could he could handle more responsibility at the end of games. Uh, but he also seems to have trouble uh, throwing strikes, at least uh, consistently enough to be a closer. Now, he's also trying to work his way back from elbow surgery. And you know, before uh, requiring surgery, Steckenrider did have mid-90s velocity. So, um, and he didn't pitch in 2020. But if the velocity comes back, you know, there's a chance that he can earn a spot in the Seattle bullpen. Uh, and then, you know, you never know uh, where he ends up uh, in terms of whether he's in a setup role, middle relief, or if he ends up getting a chance to close. I, he certainly wouldn't be the first choice uh, for closer, but that doesn't mean it's impossible uh, for him to find his way into that role. I mean, Matt McGill closed some games for uh, the Mariners this year, and I don't think, uh, you know, that was something that would have been on uh, a lot of people's expectations going into 2020. Um, so, you know, maybe Steckenrider, if he's healthy and still throwing uh, hard, we'll, ha- we'll have a chance to, to have an impact uh, for Seattle. And given, you know, these guys that we're talking about as minor league signings uh, here in mid-December, uh, he might be as, as likely as any of them uh, to have some kind of fantasy value in 2021. So that will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow. There will be more stats for offseason prep. I'm going to be talking to Aram Layton, uh, host of Locked On MOV Prospects, and uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a lot of fun uh, breaking down uh, the best young players uh, in baseball. So, look, I've been going on with these offseason pods for a while, and you can go back and bang them out. Uh, I listen to my podcast at double time, so you can get through these in like seven or eight minutes a pop. Uh, and they're pretty much evergreen. So anything that's happened since the season ended hasn't really changed the content. You know, the stats are still the what they w- were at the end of the 2020 season. So if you've missed a few, circle back. There will still be some analysis there that you can use. Now, NBA fans, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. It's getting you ready for the start of the regular season. We're a week away. Uh, and there's a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, There'll be waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Baseball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in myself to the Locked On Raptors podcast because uh, up here in the north, uh, we, we have to tune, tune in to what's going on with the Raptors, find out what's happening with them in Tampa Bay. Hard times in 2020, I tell you. Anyway, subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if your fantasy interests drift towards a fantasy hockey look forward to locked on fantasy hockey that's a show that i'll now be hosting with new episodes coming soon so find all these podcasts subscribe and rate them on itunes stitcher spotify or wherever you get your podcasts stay locked in with locked on fantasy baseball your daily source for fantasy news and analysis 